0: the blue jackets skated aggressively between the blue lines on a really and unusually long two-on-one break there was no chance anything good was going to come of it for columbus good morning to you Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins 4, Blue Jackets 1. It wasn't that close. It wasn't that interesting. In fact, i got to be honest with you. For a game in which Sidney Crosby scored a couple of pretty nice goals to account for half the offense... It was a little bit boring, and one reason it was a little bit boring was that Columbus just couldn't generate almost anything offensively, even on a power play that had clicked at a 30% rate over the previous 10 games. There was just nothing. One bad angle shot very early while everyone was still asleep, including Tristan Jari by Johnny Goodrow. Uh, Johnny Hockey's going to do that to you. He's going to pick a spot and nail it, and he did, and that was it. There were a couple of flurries here or there, but for the most part, Jari didn't have to do a whole lot. That included a two-on-one that started way back in the Pittsburgh zone, covering about 150 feet, which is really long for a two-on-one. Sean Corrales was the one who had the puck coming up the left side. And as Corrales crossed the attacking blue line, it was right around then that Pedersen decided he was just going to commit to taking on Corrales. Now, that is not the default commitment that a defenseman makes. Uh, As anybody who's been in the hockey world at any level knows, the defenseman is supposed to take on the other guy, so that the goaltender can take on the shooter, Patterson saw Corrally's angle committed, and I when I say committed, he went down all the way down, sliding across, to leave Corrally no choice but to either attempt to pass it or shoot it through any and all of Marcus Peterson. It didn't happen. The block occurred. The puck went out of play. The entire sequence was killed i asked marcus about this afterward focusing on the choice he made exactly we uh it was kind of a a full ice 2-on-1 I, I think it's sometimes it's easier to get a gap and understand what's what's in front of you um if there's a 2-on-1 that's a little bit quicker then you have to make a quick read but i just thought that uh, i had good speed coming down and kind of matched the speed and i figured i could a long body and, and force him to shoot a, you know, hit my foot. And My follow-up there, of course, was a reference to P.O. Joseph and his big sweeper motions that he does whenever he's faced with an odd man break. Uh, he's done at least three of those this year, and they've all been really effective. Um, they're also pretty striking when they occur. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Man, Marcus is good. I don't even feel the need to elaborate on this subject. You're watching him. I'm watching him. Everybody in that building watched and applauded that particular play. This was what Mike Sullivan had to say about it. It was real important. Um, you know, I think at the time we might have been down one nothing, So, um, you know, that could be a game changing moment. So I, I thought it was a huge play, uh, real good timing on the slide. Um, as far as his overall play, I think he's been one of our more consistent defensemen. I've said that, you know, all along here. He's he's uh, he's competing hard. You know, he he just does everything pretty well. Yeah, I I mean, uh, Sully could just come here and do the show today because that's all I've got. I, I just had such an appreciation for that in the moment, and such an appreciation for how far this player's come from when he was, I thought at least a little bit undeservedly. Made a healthy scratch a couple of times later in the last regular season. But he's made himself a a better player by becoming an even smarter player. As you heard from the way he explained that sequence to me, there's thought in everything. And not just to his own game. He's conscientious of what's happening around the rink by his teammates, by his goaltender, and how he, in turn, should respond. And I got to tell you, that's some pretty rare error in this sport. Oh, and I got to tell you one more thing. Ever heard that saying about how some of the best trades you make are the ones you don't make? Yeah. That's let's, – let's not forget – that a lot of people were ready to cast off Marcus after last season, including quite possibly the brain trust of the hockey team. Because no one's name came up more often in trade speculation. I hadn't heard directly that Marcus was on the block, but his name had become mentioned by so many other reporters in other cities that it, it was more than just smoke my goodness if he'd become this somewhere else in the same season that they're writing poetry about john marino and newark eesh, i should stop there huh when we come back j1q <laughs> Kenny, who asks, what do you make of the attendance being so low for the last couple of games? Seems like a lot of empty seats lately. Is morale in the fan base that bad? I'm not sure why morale in the fan base would be bad, Kenny. Uh, I'm not even sure how to attack that part of the question. I have a very easy time attacking the rest of the question, however. And I hope you'll take this in the spirit in which it's intended. I have never, ever, ever been in favor of criticizing attendance when I'm not part of it. And I'm not talking about, from the reporter's standpoint, that's a press box, that's a press pass. There's no tickets or anything else involved. So I don't count. I'm a zero on the attendance. What I'm referring to is back... In days before I was covering the team or any team, I was there. I found a way. And that's not to say that everybody can. It's not to say that these aren't challenging times for some. But it is to say that, you know, it's a lot like complaining about who's been elected without having gone to cast a vote. Now, for all I know, Kenny, based on your question, you were right there in the front row banging on the glass. So, I don't know one way or another whether you'd meet this criteria. But I have noticed a pattern over the years that most of the people, in fact, the overwhelming majority of the people who criticize attendance for anything, for anything at all, don't go themselves. And, uh, you know, that just... You're entitled to, you can do that, but I also can be a guy who cringes at it. Okay. That said, I will proceed to address your actual question. And that's this there are two factors. Actually, no, there are three factors in play here. One is the Penguin season ticket base isn't what it was, it's about a thousand or two below. So what you've seen. These last couple of games are crowds that are in the high 15s, 15,800, 15,700. The capacity of the place is 18.5. So you're you're short like 2,500, closer to 3,000. Two, as I mentioned, times are tough. So you weren't going to have the same number of season ticket sales, group sales. Those are all, all. Engineered in the offseason. They have nothing to do with whether the team is going well or not. The biggest myth in anything related to sports business is that people see that the team's doing well and, oh, let's go buy tickets. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. Those commitments are made months in advance. And by the way, I'm not going to pretend that something as significant as a global pandemic couldn't still be a factor several months ago when it came time to deciding whether you were going to get season tickets or groups. Third, and this one's a pretty big deal, Tom Rooney, when he was the chief executive officer of the Penguins about 20 years ago, told me that he used to pretty much beg the National Hockey League to not schedule long homestands. I didn't really understand that because I don't know why I had it in my head, maybe because it was baseball or whatever, that that would be a good thing for a team. You know, you build up a little bit of momentum, you start winning some games, people get excited, and then they come to see the rest of the homestand. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong in everything that I said. I humiliated myself in front of this guy. Because the fact is, when you have long homestands, You put so many games into a cluster and people aren't going to go to a lot of games or choose a lot of games from a season plan or a group situation inside the same cluster. They prefer to spread them out. This was, and it was completed last night, a five-game homestand, and it included some weekday games against some unattractive opponents. Read Columbus. So your advance sale on something like this was going to be really nebulous. And I can promise you that if I went and talked to a Penguin's business person for this question, that I would get something from them like, we can't believe we made it as high as 15800 under the circumstances. So it's never what it looks like. But the main thing, if you take one thing out of all this information that I just threw at you, it's this. Single game sales, game day walkups, stuff like that. It's fantasy land. It doesn't exist. If you did it once in your life, it might stick in your memory, but it doesn't mean that it's a real thing, a real factor in the sports business world. It just isn't. This is all about season tickets and group plans. The Penguins are fine in both areas. And when they get back to a more normal-looking schedule... Oh, and by the way, get some more attractive opponents in here. I mean, let's see some Rangers and Capitals, right? You're going to see all of this taper off as the games become more meaningful. I appreciate the question. I really do. It was not an attack on you or anything silly like that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.